So are you going to go out later and like dance around in the snow, make a few snow angels, um, no. frolic and stuff like that? No. Laughing all along? No. All your neighbours no, coming out, all singing no. together, anything like that? Because it's snowing, no. of course, so I assume you'll be no. doing that. No? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> I've already been out in the snow. It's horrible. Oh, uh, okay. But, you know, Russia vibes, eh? Got in my eyes. My name's Will. And my name's Steve. You haven't got time to read War and Peace. Even if it is one of the greatest novels of all time. 587,000 words. 612 grams. That's the weight of the book. 500 characters. 361 chapters. Three volumes. Two epilogues. And a collection of maps. We're going to summarise all of it for you. This is War and Peace in just seven years. Steve, welcome, welcome. Welcome, welcome to you. Great to see you. Great to see and hear you. And it's great to to feel the audience because we unfortunately can't see or hear them. Uh, but we know, we know they're there. Like in The Lion King where, where daddy, mm. the dad lion is in space looking down right. on the, the child lion who's hanging around with all the monkeys and the pigs. Yep. That's how I feel. I, yeah, uh, very confused. <laughs> yes. So they're looking over us, saying things, whispering things to us. This, my word, has been quite the introduction, but let's crack on. Uh, welcome everyone to episode 34. But before we jump headfirst, screaming, catapulting ourselves into the new chapters, we'd love to thank Book Lover 960 for their wonderful review of WAPIN 7. My favourite bit was their um, appreciation of our flawless reading comprehension, which I, I have to say I took to be sarcastic. Um, <laughs> we do our best. But anyway, thank you for the lovely review. They did also say nice things. So thank you for the review. If you want to leave a review, just go to wapin7.com forward slash rate. And there's all the instructions, all the different places you can leave reviews. It really does help the podcast. So if, if you've got a couple of minutes, that'd be wicked. Steve, what happened last week? Yeah, well, last week was a little self-contained story about a man with very sweaty hands who stole a purse, basically. Thief! Ill-conceived plan, basically, because he was almost immediately caught by the very um, young, important and principled Rostov's son, Little Nicky. Nicky, little Nicky. Little Nicky got him. And I'm amazed that Fishhand Man, a.k.a. Talianin, was able to even find the purse because it was so well hidden. Incredibly well hidden underneath the pillow. I've never seen anything <laughs> like it. So kudos to him. But if only he had his escape plan, better planned. <laughs> and it ended quite weirdly with Nick sort of crying because he was so sickened by Telianin's behaviour. It was all a bit horrible at the end. Rostov is very, very principled. That's what we're learning. Young Rostov. He's a good lad. I'd like to see him this week, but who knows? Only one way to find out, Will. Onwards. The reading. Okay. Time to read the book. Now, Steve, last week, as we've already mentioned, it was all yeah. about that purse getting stolen. Yeah? Uh-huh. Sure. Yeah? Yeah. I found a couple of purses on the internet. Okay. I'd like you to guess which one's the most expensive. Oh, here we go. I will allow no one to call me a liar. 
cartoon PVC coin purse flash short wallet woman transparent card bag wow. hashtag W. They've got all the search terms ticked off, haven't they? <laughs> <laughs> Including yeah. hashtag W, amazing. Unbranded. That's all right. No one thinks you're a coward, but that's not the point. This is the other bag. We'll call this bag two. Scoundrel. Hermes Birkin Touch 25 centimetres, Noir Navillo, Niloticus Lise and Noir Togo RGHW. Wow. Wow. <laughs> I'm going to take a little stab right now and say that the more words a purse has to describe it, the more expensive it is. The bag's about two and a bit hams wide, just shy of two hams high. Okay. And about a ham deep. It's massive. You can fit loads of ham in there. <laughs> There are thieves among the Pavlograd officers. Now, Steve, one of the bags is a fiver and one costs 29 grand. Oh, so So bag one was the cartoon PVC coin purse. Yeah. Uh, Bag two is the one we've just been chatting about that you can fit all the ham in. Look, bigger is better. And (laughs) also longer names are better, I think. So I'm going to say number one's a fiver. Number two is nearly 30 grand. Ooh, Interesting. Well, I guess you can all find out next week, no, don't you? Well, just tell us, just tell us, just tell us. No one cares. Tell us. I barely care. No. Tell me. Oh, I tell don't me. want to. Tell me now. Uh. The reading bit is over now, and it's your fault. Uh. The bag comes store fresh. I'm sorry, did you not hear what? Com- complete <laughs> with, Didn't you hear with what factory saying? stickers no. on all hardware. Yeah, if only you'd have told us which bag it was, maybe I would get involved with this conversation. But because of the way you've treated me and because of the way you've treated the <laughs> listeners, I'm not going to yeah. engage with your bag chat. Fair enough. Steve, you've just read <laughs> a bit of book two of War and Peace, you absolute legend. Please tell us what it was all about. It's a good one this week. Lots of stuff going on. Get excited. Oh, I'm getting so excited. I'm getting my clickety-clacker pen out. Listen. Clacking it, ready <laughs> could, to... Honestly, I could listen to that all day. That was great, mate. <laughs> wow. I could listen to this all day, I seriously. could listen to that, that. pen, clickety-clack around all day. Uh, Go for it. We kind of pick up from a little bit of the story from last week. So you remember last week, Rostov is kind of heroic, very principled. Mm. Um, what, what did you make of his of his actions, his behaviour? Um, I thought he handled himself quite well. He solved the case very quickly, and it was a tough case to crack. Uh, he found the perp, he confronted him, uh, then he cried and ran away. <laughs> so, you know, I think he did pretty well. Well, unfortunately, it hasn't gone down quite so well in the army bit that he's in. Oh. He's made a bit of a faux pas. Oh, is that because Tellinen's, uh, um outranks him? No, 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 no. Don't, don't, don't make stupid guesses. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Stick to what you stick to what you know, which is all right. Um, I don't know what that is, but pen stuff. Stick, stick to pen stuff. Okay. This is the staff captain giving him a bit of a dressing down. You speak to the colonel about this nasty business before other officers. <gasps> yeah, he's made a bit of a faux pas. So he talked about this story in front of senior officers particularly the, the most senior one in that bit of the army, Colonel Bogdanich. Bogdanich. Yeah, and um, Bogdanich didn't want to hear it and he told him to shut up, right? Oh, not rude. I know. No, no. Well, yeah, rude, I suppose. But, <laughs> but you know, he's the colonel. He can do that if he likes, can't he? 
Oi, shut up. <laughs> yeah, so, so that's that's Colonel Bogdanich. <laughs> and if a colonel tells you to shut up, that that's not the end of it. That's the only that's the start of it, to be honest with you. That's very much the beginning. Yeah. And so having caused the colonel to tell him to shut up, Rostov is now being told off and told that he needs to go and apologize to the colonel for subjecting his ears to this news that there's a there's a criminal, a thief within his ranks. It's shocking news for the colonel to hear that. This is being played out so weirdly. He has to say sorry for telling them something happened. Well, have it so. And you talked a lot of nonsense to him and must apologise. You shouldn't have said things to him and now he's upset, you bloody idiot. Not on any account, exclaimed Rostov. Wait, so he said, go F yourself. I ain't doing it. That's that's where he started from, yeah. That's his starting position. Bold, yeah. bold. <laughs> I, I, I doubt that will last long. The thing to remember about Rostov is that he is used to people really respecting him. His dad is the richest person in Moscow, nay, all of Russia. He's certainly the sauciest. He's the sauciest man, and if sauce is money, which I suspect it is, he's, <laughs> he's the richest as well. He's, he's dripping with cash. <laughs> Nicky Rostov, he thinks quite a lot of himself. I did not expect this of you, said the staff captain seriously and severely. You don't wish to apologise, but man, it's not only to him, but to the whole regiment, all of us. You're to blame all round. What? I I don't get the logic, but this is the the (laughs) arm. We're going to have to work through this together. Okay. Now, what was the colonel to do? Have the officer tried and disgraced the whole regiment? So they're talking about if they put Fishham Man on trial, they'll disgrace everything. Everyone. And it's more important than having um, thieves within their midst is to not, not to be seen to have thieves within their midst. Yeah, no. I, I am following this now. Yeah, it's, it's confusing, but fair <laughs> enough, I guess. Disgrace the whole regiment because of one scoundrel. And to add to that, Will, if that doesn't make sense enough. <laughs> yeah. Whatever Bogdanich may be, he's an honourable and brave old colonel. So how could you do that to him, I ask? He's old... He's nice. He's called Bogdanich. How could you... Look at him. Look at his little sad face. Exactly. Look at him. It sort of fits in with all that stuff that happened way back when, where if you're going to make old people stress, they might immediately die. You know, shame equals (laughs) death. Come on. The guy's super old. He's nearly 60. Look at his little sad face. Right. Rostov's not really getting it. Yeah, this could change his mind. The staff captain's voice began to tremble. You have been in the regiment next to no time, my lad. It's hard to do that bit, but you're here today and tomorrow you'll be appointed an adjunct somewhere and can snap your fingers when it is said there are thieves among the Pavlograd officers. Wow, I'm, I'm a bit lost here, but that was, that, that was touching stuff. Was he basically crying? He's very emotional. He feels very strongly about this. What the staff captain is getting at is that you're not going to be here very long because you're so well-connected and rich. Stop messing with our stuff. Yeah, exactly. Get your hands off our stuff. Get your hands out of our pockets. Denisov is there. He's been watching along. He's got glittering black eyes, apparently, and he's been um, anxiously kind of chewing on his own moustache. Can I guess what he says? Come along now, Wostov. (laughs) Play (laughs) play along, dear fellow. That's true. Devil take it shouted Denisov, jumping up. Now then, Wostov, now then! That's what he says. (laughs) Come on, Wostov! Denisov is just sucking up. He's just a worm, isn't he? He's like, yeah, you've got to say thoey. Rostov really seems to respond to this. Denisov says, 
Now then, Wostov, now then. As soon as Denisov says that, Nick says, No, gentlemen, no, you mustn't think. Uh, I quite understand. You're wrong to think that of me. I, for me, for, for the honour of the regiment, I'm, uh, I'm to blame. To blame all round. Please, I, 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 having just said something completely contradictory ten <laughs> seconds ago, I am fully, fully to blame. I'm God, I'm sorry, and the old man's sad. Anyway, they like that. They feel good about that. And then he says immediately after that, but I won't apologise like a little boy. (laughs) (laughs) But having thought about it for five seconds longer, I'm actually not going to apologise at all. Anyway, they don't seem to care about that. They're like, fair enough, mate. Bogdanich is a very vindictive man. It's your battle. Cool. And then the conversation moves on. Okay, that's all sorted then. So we go. So something might happen there. I don't know. Bogdanich might, you know, play a prank on him or... I don't know, fill his socks with baked beans or something like that. Put some itching powder in his pants. Make his horse's hair look funny or something. Yeah. So just to clarify, that's all sorted then. Well, we don't know. It's by and large sorted. The conversation moves on to the the consequences for Fishhand Man, for Talionin. Um, What's happened to him? Yes, good. I love consequences. Consequences and peace. (laughs) Strong, very strong. Cheers. So, So, Will, how would you punish Talionin. Cut his hands off. You cut, cut his, his hands off. Right, straight in there with... Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. Done. Uh, right. Well, fine. I'm going to tell you now, they don't cut his hands off. <laughs> okay. Here's Denisov telling us what's happened to him. He has reported himself sick, so he's to be struck off the list tomorrow, muttered Denisov. What the hell does that mean? <laughs> well, the only thing I could think of, I was thinking about it, I don't know exactly what list. It could be Santa's list. Could be Santa's list, could be the who's next in line for a treat list. <laughs> could be that. <laughs> Certainly not from Denisov, because he then shouts this in a bloodthirsty tone. He'd better not cross my path. I'd kill him. <laughs> Excellent stuff. Tellianin seems to have suffered very little consequences, unless we find out what this list is all about. And Denisov's going to kill him the second he ever sees him. I would say Denisov hasn't quite recovered. He's a very emotional man. He's very highly strung. Certainly is. Right, so that's happened. Then suddenly, Zerkov comes in. With his joke book. He's not, he's not telling any jokes this time. He looks like he's just come out of a hot bath, apparently, according to Tolstoy. <laughs> well, you are going to some detail today, mate. Nice one. What, is he, is he completely glowing red? I think he's just bright red. I think he's run over. I don't think it means he's really clean. He's just all soapy. He's got shampoo in his hair. This is why he's so flustered. It makes sense when you know he's basically come from a few chapters ago when we last saw him to deliver the news that Mac has turned up. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, okay. Mac's turned up. The Austrians are kaput. They've been defeated. And all of them are going off to war tomorrow. It's wartime tomorrow, lads. Enough of this. Enough yeah. of this nonsense. No time for joking. And that's, you know, I'm, I know I'm dressed as a clown, but that was just a joke from earlier on. Anyway, what's that behind your ear? Oh, whoops. Oh, <laughs> hey, got you oh, again. Penny farthing. Honestly, though, I am being serious. The war is going to happen actually tomorrow. Oh, don't sit on that. Oh. <laughs> Whoopee cushion. Oh. <laughs> you love anyway. it. He loves it. He's got a little laugh. No, he's, he's, he's laughing. We are all going to war tomorrow anyway. So, yeah. It's on. Shake my hand. Shake my hand. <laughs> shake my hand. <laughs> oh, there we are. Hey, anyway. War tomorrow i'm just putting that in my diary just to underline it some bloke comes in and says we are going into action gentlemen oh action stations load up the the horses with guns do they have guns exactly you read my mind will you know it's time to pack your things 
get all the stuff ready because we're going off to war finally we're at war but we're going to go and do some war stuff i think it's time for war stuff let's sharpen the pen knives and clean the horses helmets yeah and uh and uh get the soup ready to to go warm up the soup (laughs) warm that soup up boys you polish your um polish that yeah yeah yeah, Yeah. polish it (laughs) just polish it so they all get ready right and now a little bit of a time lapse now so they've prepared the war i assume it's the next day basically next day sometime in the next week so (laughs) the news has come they're off to war now they're at war the first act of the army uh the brave army under kutsasov uh, is to do a very, very brave and strong and powerful and brave uh, retreat. <laughs> yeah, no, don't fancy it. Yeah. Oh my God, there's loads of them. Let's go back, go back. Let's run away bravely. Retreat! They all fall back and they kind of run away and they destroy bridges as they go. Oh, that's a really strong retreat. Can't follow us if there's no bridges. I'm not sure if this is relevant, but they, they specifically mention that it's October the 23rd. Oh, I remember it being October the 5th Okay, one of my chapters. Oh, fantastic. Okay. <laughs> so by October the 23rd, they've heroically run away to the town of Enns. All that stuff with the purse, that happened in a place called Brownow. Brownow. Yeah. So Enns, just to situate everyone, is just over an hour's drive from Brownow by car. An hour's drive by car. That's an odd thing for Tolstoy to have known. <laughs> he didn't mention. I've done some bit of research after what happened with Ulm. I didn't want to get in that situation. So I looked it up on a map. Okay, good, good. Two and a half hours by public transport. It's a 24 hour walk. Oh, okay. Long walk. Yeah. If that's if you take the B141. Yeah. You've gone to a lot of detail here, haven't you? And I did look, but on Google Maps, there isn't a horse option, but the cycle oh. is six and a half hours. So somewhere between. A day or something to retreat, I suppose. Yeah, let's go with a day. From your incredible calculations, we'll say a day. Just to set the scene then. You can close your eyes. This is one of those moments. Close your eyes. Oh, put on some this in a while. <laughs> put on some calming music. Get yeah. your get your your partner or just someone from the street to give you a massage. Yeah. And we're really gonna get into the scene. Picture all this. Try and okay. try and picture the smells, the sounds. Okay. So we're in ends. Love it. It's midday. It's about an hour from Brownell by car. Six and a half hour cycle. Yeah, yeah. On the B141. It's autumn. It's warm. Lovely. There are patchy showers. Ugh, annoying. In the distance and coming in, there's a long train of carts that are all filled up with supplies, apples and things like that. And pears. Pears and hay. (laughs) Guns. (laughs) Yeah, loads of guns as well. And there's some artillery on the road as well. Incredible. In the distance, there's a, there's a fantastic old castle. It's beautiful. Ah, oh, love that castle. Down below, the little town could be seen with its white, red-roofed houses, its cathedral and its bridge, on both sides of which stream jostling masses of Russian troops. Beautiful. Ah, oh, it sounds absolutely beautiful. Just a little, if you are scared of rivers, don't listen to this bit. Hang on, Steve, Steve, are you sure this is a bloody river? Yeah, yeah, yeah. These are rivers we know are confirmed rivers. So definitely, okay, if you're scared okay. of rivers, don't listen to this bit. Sorry to interrupt the flow. Back into the special place. At the bend of the Danube, vessels, an island, and a castle with a park, surrounded by the waters of the confluence of the Enns and the Danube, became visible. Oh. And the rocky left bank of the Danube, covered with pine forests, oh. with a mystic background of green treetops and bluish gorgeous oh it's a real shame they're about to blow this place to shit eh 
I mean, it sounds absolutely amazing, doesn't it? Sounds it does. It sounds great. Lovely place. Don't get too comfortable because Tolstoy also says this. Far away on the other side of ends, the enemy's horse patrols could be discerned. <gasps> Bad horses. Scary horses in the distance doing evil French things. I hate those French horses. They stand for everything I don't stand for. Right, well, I promised you new stuff, things we've never seen before. First new thing is there's a map here. Oh, it reminds me of the theme tune and a collection of maps. <laughs> exactly. So we're delivering <laughs> on that promise now. I mean, I'm <laughs> I'm not going to try and read the map out because I think that's... Um, I think we all know you do quite a bad job. <laughs> that's actually lower than our standards. Weirdly, I know that <laughs> it it's is. weird to hear us say yeah. that we have standards like that. Yeah. Maybe you and me can draw a version of the map or something and we'll put it on our Instagram. Oh, yeah, I'd love to. I'll use my clickety-clacker pen with the different colours. Exactly, if you right, mind. great. Well, you can do that. We'll, so we'll, we'll, we'll get that map out to you so you can understand yeah. the geography of everything. The other new thing that I wanted to, to give you now is a new character. Wow. I think he's a new character. I don't think we've encountered him before. Nesvitsky. I think I said his name in book two at some point, but we didn't talk to him for long. Okay, well, we're really going to get to know him now. This is Nesvitsky's introduction. So he's, um, he's an army guy. He's sitting on the back of a gun carriage. He's actually an important, quite an important staff officer. Oh. As it goes, he's pretty high up the, the order of things. This is what he's up to. Um, here's a quote. He is treating some officers to pies. He's, he's giving them pies? He's giving them pies and also some doppelkummel. He's a very important staff <laughs> officer. One of yeah. his duties is to just dish out the pies he's given out some pies some special pies that he's been keeping in his bag i suppose and um, <laughs> what do they explode what 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 the hell no no okay. they're just pies he's being nice there's some he's giving out some pies and some doppel get your pies come on lads doppel is so there was a footnote it's a caraway flavored liquor apparently which sounds a bit gross to me oh lovely i bet it gets you absolutely slammed so these lads around him are really very grateful for the pies that he's giving out uh, it says, the officers gladly gathered round him, some on their knees, some squatting Turkish fashion <laughs> on the wet grass. This is a weird scene. Imagine if you're the enemy and yeah. you've got binoculars and you're looking out. You're like, what are they doing, Will? You're yeah. actually <laughs> genuinely not going to believe what these idiots are doing. One guy holding up a bottle of caraway seeds and a, and a pie, <laughs> pies above his head. And they're all cheering. Lats <laughs> on the floor, hands on the hands and knees. Yeah. Begging for pies. It's, it's, you're like this bit. It's, it's truly pathetic the lengths these guys go to for a bit of pie. Thank you very much, Prince, answered one of the officers, pleased to be talking to a staff officer of such importance. Look, Prince, said another, who would have dearly liked to take another slice of pie, but felt shy and therefore pretended to be examining the countryside. This is absolutely wonderful stuff. <laughs> See, our infantrymen have already got there. They'll ransack that castle. Oh, nice pie. Thank you, pie man. <laughs> I've always wanted to, to stand within a foot of your excellent pieness. I love you. This is Netvisky, as I see him. So they will, said Netvisky. No, but what I should like, he said, munching a pie with his moist-lipped, handsome mouth, would be oh, to slip in over there. <laughs> yeah, okay. Why does he want to do that? Well, just to flutter the nuns a bit. They say there are Italian girls among them. On oh, my word, I'd give five years of my life for it. 
Mm. Ugh, he's like <laughs> a sexy pie addict. Okay, he's an odd man. He's the sexiest pie army officer we've met yet. Oh, well, I'd love to munch on a couple more of these yummy pies. Yeah. And then give the Frenchies a bit of what for? <laughs> you know what I bloody mean? The officers love it. They're really fawning for him. <laughs> they all laugh. Then one of the um, the bold officers says this. They must be feeling dull too. <laughs> 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 they the nuns those so they're having a good laugh about kind of harassing nuns yeah excellent then netvisky goes off to offer the general some pie of course he does he's he's the pie delivery man of course he does he's ingratiating himself he's making friends through pie uh something we can all try this book is incredibly unpredictable isn't it <laughs> <laughs> so the general's nearby he's doing his job he's looking at the french army that's like chasing them basically through some binoculars yeah well your excellency would your excellency like a little refreshment a little delicious pie perhaps that's net whiskey <laughs> the general doesn't want pie it turns out no mate i'm obviously busy we're at war you idiot sod sod off that's it. He does want Netvisky to do like a, an army task for him. He's got, he wants him to do his job. Good. So he asks him to go and tell the Hussars that they are to cross last. That's the bridge, I think. Mm. And then to fire the bridge as I ordered. Uh, and then just check that the, the, like, the bomb stuff that they've put on the bridge is all good. Okay. And then he says, crew, to your guns. <gasps> so Netvisky rides off and he just says to the, the kind of lads that are on their hands and knees scoffing pie, he says, I really will call in on the nuns. And then he rides off, smiling, waving, that sort of thing, down the hill. Fair play to him. That is quite a way to exit. He's, he's nailed that. The men came running gaily from their campfires and began loading the guns, that is. <gasps> yeah, yeah. One came the command. That means shoot gun one. So they, they shoot gun one and it misses by absolutely loads. Good stuff. Because obviously they're all, they're all drunk. They're all drunk and full of pies. So that's encouraging. That that's the that's the state of the army. Look, we're we're nearly at the end of the chapter here. Now I'm just going to leave you this little description that sort of sums up where we are with this army and, and what's about to happen. I think next time, the faces of the officers and men brightened up at the sound of, that, of the gun. Everyone got up and began watching the movements of our troops below, as plainly visible as if a stone's throw away, and the movements of the approaching enemy further off. At the same instant, the sun came out. You can close your eyes again now, actually. Close your eyes. Quickly. Yep. Quickly. All right, close your all eyes. All right. Close your all eyes. right. Quickly. All right. Re- relax. Quickly. Yeah. At the same instant, the sun came fully out from behind the clouds, and the clear sound of the solitary shot and the brilliance of the bright sunshine merged into a single, joyous and spirited impression. That is quite the image these lads are going to get their absolute heads kicked in, aren't they? They haven't got <laughs> I think it's bloody good. chance. Um, look. <laughs> Sorry, at the end, when they've shot and, and missed their target, it's like, God, look yeah. at that sun. Eh? It's absolutely Whoa, lovely. Eh? Look at that. Oh, what a great day. Oh, you've got to enjoy the little things. Little pie in your mouth. And that pie was the good. Sun setting. Yeah, we missed the target and now we're all exposed. But, the guns oh. don't work, but that pie... <laughs> <laughs> the guns the guns don't actually work very well but oh that pie was good the first shot's been fired yep. we are officially a warring 
We're officially at war. That field that they hit. That field didn't know what was bloody coming to it, did it? Yeah. It's the summary summary. Okay, well, are you ready? I'm getting the timer up here. You've got to be ready because the timer's going to start and you're going to look stupid if you're not ready. Yeah, all right. I'm busy. Okay, 10 seconds on the timer, starting in three, two, one. Pies wide shut. Nick, say sorry to the old man. No, fine. War. Who wants a pie? Oh, that's a nice pie. Retreat. <laughs> Fire. That's a miss. That's it. Oh, well. Very, very good. Very good. I'm so glad that you got all that pie stuff in. Pies wide shut. They can't see the war because of all the pie in their eyes, in their stomachs. You can't see the wood for the pies. No, I think yours is better. Can't see the war for the pies, <laughs> the wood for the pies. Doesn't make sense. Good luck to Nick. I'm sure he'll be fine because he's rich. Uh, Tellianin, it would be nice, I guess, later on in the book if he's uh, kind of flogged to death by uh, Denisov, <laughs> I guess, if people like that sort of stuff. No, no, not for me, thanks. Uh, <laughs> okay. It doesn't sound like, fine. Doesn't fine. Sound like that's going to happen anyway. Just He's just been put on the list and that's it. He's off the list. He's off the oh, list. Oh, yeah, he's been off, taken off the list, right, yeah. Whatever that bloody list is. But no, Nick's on the way, isn't he? Because he's in the Hussars. He'll be defending that bridge or blowing up that bridge or whatever. They'll all be running away, all of them. He's a real hussar, isn't he? Yeah, no, he'll be riding in on Darren the horse, you know, before you know it. He'll come over the hill at one point yeah. uh, when, when they're all retreating yeah, yeah. and they'll have a big sack full of pies. Yeah, yeah. All right, lads! I've got the pies! <laughs> got. And then Darren will go, Darren! Like that. And everyone will start clapping. And Napoleon will be there and he'll catch one of the pies yeah, and he'll yeah. eat the pie and then he'll go, this pie is so good. Yeah. Do you know what? Let's call <laughs> off the wall. Do you know what? I'm going back to France. And they all eat pies together. And everyone's like, yeah. Nick saves the day again. Enough. Be quiet. Stop. Goodbye. Let's be serious now. We are very grateful for you listening to the podcast this week. We are. Yeah. Thank you. So thank We are. Thank, thank you. you. I know we say it every week, but we do mean it every week. Thank you for listening to the podcast. Thank you for sharing it. Cheers. Thank you for getting in touch with us. We love it. I'm not actually going to ask you to do anything this week. <gasps> I know. Other than go and look at the things that we're going to put out there for you. So go to our Instagram at WAPIN7Podcast. We're going to put the map up there. You can see that map. Um, I'm also going to make oh. a, a link, a Google Maps link, showing the driving directions that we've, we've gone through so far in the war in case you want to get out there and drive it yourself. If you're lucky enough to be anywhere near Brownow, you can jump on a horse, get yourself a lovely pie and recreate a bit of the war if you want. And if you do do that, definitely send us a picture. We'll put it on our Instagram at Wappin7Podcast. Yeah. And look, just for you, here are the silly bits. Will! They'll do that. What? Yeah. <laughs> well, sorry. Sorry. Do you, you want another a... do you want no, no. do you no. want another take saying my, my you, name? You really caught me off guard and I, I... <laughs> I didn't wasn't sure if I was going to say Will or William. I didn't know. And I so, gonna... so you went for Wheel. Wheel. Yeah. Yeah. I'm happy with Unbelievable. that. Unbelievable. This is this is a bad start. Pie another day. <laughs> saving saving private pion. Saving private pion. Pie another day. <laughs> Lucy in the pie with piemans. Yeah, very good. She's very relevant. <laughs> Get rich or pie trying. That's not really. It doesn't make, make any, any sense, sense that really. Pie. Fistful of pies. What's that a pun on? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Good. All right. Just say pie then. <laughs> you absolute buffoon. <laughs>